Your perception of the world is whatever you perceive it as. And then every memory, emotion, experience in your life has created that for you. And they weren't your beliefs. They were somebody else's that you inherited. So if you're skeptical about this and you're not quite sure about it, that's the first thing I'm going to say is if you could have the awareness to maybe looking at yourself, Mm -hmm. like take yourself out of your body and look at yourself the way you're thinking, the way you're speaking, maybe mirror back something that you said, maybe record something that you said and see and start to create awareness. I do say that a lot. I'm busy. I'm overwhelmed. I'm stressed. The programming that you are speaking is what your life 100% looks like. We often hear people wishing us a long, happy and healthy life. But what if the length isn't what matters most? What if instead it's the breath, depth, and purpose of each day that matters most. Welcome to the Live the Width of Your Life podcast. My name is Annette Ardellian Kuzma, and join me weekly as I interview guests who made changes in their own lives to live more fully with intention, gratitude, and joy. Be prepared to be inspired by their stories of how they shifted their mindset, took courageous action, and designed the life that they always wanted to live. Today's guest is Diane Forrester. Diane is the founder of I Have Today, a transformational coaching, education, and media company. She's a keynote speaker, a TEDx speaker, award-winning inventor, two times best-selling author, TV host, podcaster, intentional living expert, and mindset and manifestation mentor. And she happens to be my coach. I loved today's episode. It was so nice to catch up with Diane. She's been doing so many amazing things. But we talked today about her journey on overcoming her own life struggles and how she turned that into her mission and a tool to empower other women. We talked about her daily mantra, love it, thank it, and bring it, and how she uses it to manifest daily all of her dreams. Why we need to embrace fear and still take action despite those fears and the power of our thoughts and why what we speak to ourselves is so critical every day. And finally, why forgiveness is so necessary to open the door for good things to come our way. We had such a great conversation. I think you're really going to enjoy it. Take a listen. Hi, Diane. Thank you so much for joining me today. Hi, Annetta. I am honored to be on your show. This is really just a treat and a privilege for me. So I'm so excited for you. I am so excited to be here with you because you and I haven't had a chance to catch up. And for those that don't know, so you are one of my coaches. I've been working with you for over a year and I want to get into that story. But first, I want to thank you because you are the reason that I started my podcast. You and I last summer. I said, I think I want to do this podcast. And you really encouraged me to just figure it out. We, we spent probably about a month getting the details ready, launching on a very auspicious date of 8-8-2022. And here we are today. And I can't believe that it's taken this long to get you on, but I'm actually really excited because I think everything works out in perfect timing. Well, I'm really excited too. And I've watched you in wonder and glory and excitement and pride and you did it and you've committed a lot 
to yourself, to your audience, and not just having this podcast, but also having your book come out too. So it's been a privilege for me to be a part of that journey. And I'm so happy for you. Really happy. For you. Oh, well, thank you. And I just want people to know that coaches need coaches. And one of the things that is so important is investing in finding the right coach. And you and I connected on LinkedIn. And one of the things that really stood out to me when we first met was I loved your energy. And I knew that one of the things I needed, especially last year, was year three of business for me, was really focusing in on my mindset, focusing in on elevating to the next level of my business. And after you and I met, I knew that you were the person who had already done it for herself. And so maybe for those that aren't familiar with you or your work yet, tell us a little bit about your background and how you came to be this amazing top mindset coach and transformation coach. Oh, well, thank you. Well, my background was in advertising and television sales. I completely reinvented my life in 2015. And so I spent eight years working in the ad business in LA, predominantly in the media department and working as a media buyer, a planner, a supervisor, doing a lot of client calls. I worked on a variety of different accounts and really understood a lot about that industry. And then I moved to Chicago to get married and I switched over to the television side of the industry. And I spent 20 years working at Disney ABC and I called on every kind of client you can imagine from mom and pop shops to the largest corporations in the world and sold every kind of media spot there was. And again, I learned a lot. I sold over $100 million in advertising in my career. I was good at it and I was respected and I learned a lot and just learned a lot about branding and marketing and messaging and client relations and sales, obviously, and the television industry. And so that was my professional background. But what was going on with me personally is I was in a marriage for 20 years that was not a healthy marriage. And it was a secret that I kept hidden to the outside world. I stayed and struggled in it for two decades. We went in and out of therapy and had some life events happen. My mother's cancer and then her passing. I had infertility issues and just... I stayed and struggled in it because I didn't want to be another statistic. And so what happened was when my kids were born, I had twins. I ultimately did get pregnant with twins the month after my mother passed away, which I know she had something to do with. Life became all about the kids. And so I had all the things, Annetta, that I thought I wanted in a have-it-all life. I had the marriage and the children and the home and the cars and the career and the travel and all the things. And yet I was really unhappy. And I kept putting my needs to the side, putting it on the back burner, put it on the back burner, and was sort of robotically going through my life. And things just kept progressively getting worse and worse and worse. And I hit a breaking point in June of 2011 where I attempted suicide. And what happened to me in the bathroom that night, it was not premeditated. I just hit a moment where I snapped. But as I was locked in the bathroom with those pills in my hand, this force karate chopped my arm, knocked the pills to the floor, and a voice screamed in my ear, Diane, you are not ending your life this way. You need to go get help so that you can tell your story and you can help others. And I just threw my hands in the air and I said, well, you need to show me the way because I don't know what to do. And I took action. And the next day I reached out for help. 
started seeing a therapist and said, I am changing my life. And so a few other things happened, but eventually I did six months or so later get out of that relationship. And then I also, side note, like left field, had invented a kitchen product out of a frustration in the kitchen one day, which is my sifting spoon called the Spifter. Now, I didn't know what I was doing, but I was just guided to create this product. And what happened with it is my mantra was, I just want to see where this goes. Well, it led to me winning an innovation award at the International Houseware Show, which led to a QVC appearance where we sold out in six minutes. So I had this crazy, successful, with a lot of work and a lot of mistakes along the way. I don't want to glamorize the whole thing. But I had this experience and thought, if I could create something from nothing like that, what else can I do? So back to the journey of me healing myself and having my transformation happen. I was delved deep into personal development and spiritual awakening and law of attraction and manifestation. I started really tuning into my intuitive gifts and I was channeling like crazy. And all of a sudden I had all the clairs coming up. I was clairaudient already, but I didn't know it, but I could start to see, feel, hear, and know. And my creative juices were just dialed up and I was writing and creating so much. And so in 2013, two years after my bathroom moment, I woke up with a poem in my head called I Have Today. It just downloaded of the many other things that I had received. And I wrote it down as fast as I could. And when I finished writing it, I looked at it and I said, this is way more than a poem. This is a movement. This is what God was talking about in the bathroom two years ago. And like how I could see the spifter in my mind that day in the kitchen, the day I was frustrated, I could see I have today productions in my mind, like right in front of me, TV network, podcasting network, publishing arm, live events, workshops, all the things. And it was quite overwhelming. And I just said, well, I, I just sit with this. But then I heard, oh, I'm supposed to help other women who don't know their self-worth discover their true divinity, their power, their purpose. Because if I had been living like this, how many other millions of women were living like this? So the idea of it was birth that day. And I just sort of thought about it, knew I wanted to write a book, knew I wanted to coach, knew I wanted to speak, was still raising my kids, was still working at ABC. And then in 2015, I took a massive leap of faith and their last day of high school was my last day at ABC. I quit my job. I got them off to college. I sold my house and everything in it. It was the craziest up-down summer of my life. But I moved from Chicago to San Diego with that same mantra of, I just want to see where this goes. And where it's gone in the last seven, eight years has been incredible. And I got certified as a coach. I wrote my first book. I started speaking. I started my TV show. And so many things have unfolded because I stepped into my purpose, what I was here to do. And I got to work with amazing women like you and help you reinvent your life, get up to that next level, get rid of the mindset challenges that are holding you back, how to really live in alignment with that, using what I call testing, which is taking a combination of the tactical strategic stuff that we need with the intuitive, the mindset, the quantum field, because 
one without the other is just wishful thinking, woo-woo. And then the other one without the other is frustrating, so frustrating because there's not that alignment and we need them both. And so that's sort of the journey of where I've been on and a huge part of my awards and national media appearances and the things that have happened to me and for me have been because I have a television show. And so I'm really helping both in the mindset and reinvention coaching, but I'm really focused on helping people like you launch your platform, how important it is, why now is the time to do it, to get your message out there in a bigger way. And so I know we're going to talk about this, but there are a lot of exciting things going on. But that was really my journey. And it's when I stepped up, I stepped over that line of fear to faith and stepped into my power, even though I didn't know where I was going, I just knew, let's just see where it goes. So much magic has happened. And that's what's led me to today and led me to you. So yeah, that's <laughs> well, my journey. So grateful for all of it. And I want to ask you a couple questions because one, when you have that moment and something spiritual force, whatever you want to call it, yeah. karate chopped your arm and prevented you from taking action. Were you in a place in your life where you were already spiritual? Was this like a shock to you? Did you know that this was something beyond you, that this was a higher power that was intervening in your life? I knew it was a force beyond me. I'm getting emotional. I knew it was my mother. And the reason why I know it was my mother is the short answer to that is not really. I didn't really understand that level of power from that perspective. First of all, I didn't know how intuitive I was. I was not aware at how much I was really channeling and manifesting in my life. It had started to happen. The reason why I know it was my mother is because my mother has been a powerful force. She's been gone for 26 years and she has been in my life the entire time. And most of the time I didn't know it. She has specifically moved things and shifted things. I have a vivid memory of when my daughter was a little girl, she was a toddler and I was having a bad day and we were standing in the kitchen and my daughter was crying and complaining and nagging at me for something. I don't even remember what specifically it was, but I do remember that I lost it. And I was, can't you see that I'm busy? And I started yelling at this poor little child and the kitchen window was open and it slammed shut, like slammed shut. And I turned around and I immediately knew it was mother, my mother. And I went, okay, I got it. Immediately went over and picked up my daughter. And I said, I'm so sorry, honey, mommy's having a bad day. And what do you need? And so there were a few other instances in my life. She's been the most, the biggest, brightest, most powerful energy in my life. But not to get too woo-woo unless we want to go there. So oh, yeah, Ar we're going there. <laughs> so is Archangel Michael, like with text and things like that. So once I really unpacked what happened in the bathroom that night later, it was coming to me and coming to me. Because remember, I was really emotional in that moment. And I kind of knew what was happening on a much deeper level. Connect those dots when I wrote the poem. I connected them already, but it was like whew, this timeline, like the two years in front of me dropped flat scene after scene after scene after scene of things getting me to that moment to be able to receive I have today in that moment, if that makes sense. It does. 
And we're going to go get all woo today for sure, because <laughs> I think that people are curious. And so let me ask you this. When you said that your kid's last day of high school, you made the decision, you took the leap of faith. Did you start seeking before you did that? Or did you take the leap? Yes, you did. Oh, yeah. What happened for me personally, this was my experience, is the movie The Secret came out in 2006. I was already into this a little bit, studying it. And so when I had the therapist that was helping some, but I had already started a meditation practice. I had already started a journaling practice. And what I realized is talk therapy wasn't working for me because as I knew I wanted to get out of there, but I wasn't getting out. What was I so afraid of? I needed to empower myself to get the tools to do it. And then what happened in our marriage was I found out about his affair, not getting into all of that. I needed to find that out. It was shown to me in such a way it was in my face. And then once it was in my face, it was everywhere. And it shifted my fear to rage and anger. And it was the emotion I needed to get out. That was my experience. So I was already in the personal development, spiritual awakening journey and started that. And so I really started, once he moved out, he had actually moved out the first of the year. I had a brief pity party for myself. Why me? Why this? Why now? And then I very quickly got to, I want to say by February. In fact, I know it was February. So what is this? 11 years ago, right now, around this time, I received a message to not do my regular meditation. I heard them say, Diane, you need to do an I forgive you chant. That's all I heard. I forgive you. So I sat in and I chanted, I forgive you, I forgive you, I forgive you, I forgive you. For 20 straight minutes, Anetta, the tears were rolling down my face. The emotions were lifting up and out. Oh, I got goosebumps right now. And I was forgiving me. I was forgiving him. I was forgiving everyone of everything in my entire life. They were all flashing in front of me. It was the most cathartic, beautiful thing I had ever done. And when I stood up from that experience, I said, this is it. I did all of this. This was me. This all came from me. Now, were there others involved? Of course. But I'm the one that's responsible for the condition of my life. And I want an extraordinary life and I'm going to do everything I can to get it. And so taking that ownership and forgiving without even telling others about it. I actually did tell my ex. I sent him an email and said, I just want you to know I forgive you of everything. And I don't need a response for this. I just let it go. And so really opened things up. And so the ability to start channeling and receiving so much more started to happen, lifted up so much of that negative emotion that had kept me suppressed and stuck. So- Well, of course. And even as you were talking about it, Diane, you're opening your arms, you're opening up your heart chakra here. And as we study chakras in yoga, the heart is the bridge between the lower and the upper chakras. So if your heart is blocked and unforgiveness is definitely something that's going to keep it blocked, you got all the stagnant energy here, pain, rage, anger, all of those things. If you don't open it up, you can't actually even get to the higher spiritual chakras, the throat, the third eye, the crown, right? Which is all tied to intuition, to divinity. So of course, when you open this up and you let it go, 
you felt that surge of energy, right? You could just feel everything starting to to happen in your life. Amazing. Yes. You know, there's this young man I was working with and he had a bad breakup and has had terrible relationships with women. And he asked me, when am I going to feel like I can open up to love again? And I said, when you forgive her and all the other. And he looked at me like ready to pounce. And then he took it in and he shook his head. And right, the heart, and I know this because I work with a lot of people, are different emotions are held in different organs. And so the lungs is about sadness. The heart holds the unforgiveness. We have to forgive. And I wrote about it in my first book about three levels of forgiveness. And it starts with self. And then it starts with the other, the event, the experience, the behavior. And then it goes back to self because we will inevitably beat ourselves up about it again. It's going to come up again. So to be able to do that and forgive, it was a life-changing moment for me, really. Oh my gosh. Amazing. Many life-changing moments, which I love your story and I love talking to you about this. So tell us a little bit about how you went from, you said your mini pity party. So, right. We definitely can spend some time feeling bad and honoring that because it is what you're experiencing in the moment. How do you go from that to then starting to build this winning mindset where you can see the life that you want to live? You want to live intentionally and urgently and purposely. Like, what did that look like? I know you were doing some work with the secret and with the law of attraction, but how did you start to create the mindset and then also be able to teach that to others? Yes, that's such a great question. And I love the way you asked that because I don't think I've ever said this answer this way. So I love when things like this come up. What I was doing at the time was studying everybody. I was a sponge. I was reading everything. I was attending everything. I was watching everything. And I took in so many experts who were amazing. Louise Hay was a big influence on my life. Bob Proctor was a big influence on my life. Deepak Chopra, Wayne Dyer, Debbie Ford, Debbie Lynn. I mean, so many were influences in my life. I was very big into Hay House back then because Hay House was just launching. And so there were different levels of expertise and different areas of expertise that things were in. Bob Proctor was, he was so about six minutes to success had launched. And so that was more practical, more business side of it, where there was a lot more spiritual side with the Peggy Ramitos and Debbie Lynn's and Wayne Dyer. And so what was happening is I was really picking up everything. Then what I started, like the transition from therapist to figuring out my own path, same thing there. I started to see that this is so awesome. It's great but I need to figure out what's going to help me and get me aligned, empowered, and intentional right away. So I started developing my own processes based on what they were doing. So it started process by process. I had already had started meditating and I would do a variety of different meditations, but then I developed my rainbow breath meditation because I found this is so good for me. What it's doing is pulling in, it is lighting up all those chakras, it is releasing all the energy, and it is getting everything up and out. And so I start, I developed that. And then the rainbow ribbon of meditation, I developed that. And then different things that I did. And one of the things that I did is I had to come up with my mantra that worked for me is love it, thank it, bring it. Being able to say that every day and what love it means, what thank it means, what bring it. 
means it's like loving your the past, loving your life, no matter what's happened to you. I'm saying this in the shortest, briefest way. It's explained. I can explain it more in another time, but loving your life, no matter what's happened to you, it's all been a gift and being able to love that, embrace it. Thanking your life. Thank it is about the present moment, like being grateful and where you are right now for everything you have. Even if it's not what you want, just being in gratitude opens up the portal to abundance to receive more, to be grateful for. And bring it is how you're showing up. That's your future. That's how you're intentional. How are you going to bring it today in your health? How are you going to bring it today in your relationships? How are you going to bring it today in your business? All the areas of your life. And so I would say that to myself all the time. And then I just started developing other things And one of those is mastering language. I discovered that the way I'm thinking is creating the way I'm feeling and the way I'm speaking about my life is responsible for what's showing up in my life. And I had an experience happen in one day, two things that happened. A girl, I was on the train with a girlfriend in the morning who I hadn't seen for a while. And I noticed she said the word worry a lot. She kept saying worry in the first minute or two. So I counted how many times she said it on the commute ride, the express route, <laughs> 40 minutes, train ride, 45 times. Oh my God, this woman is worrying every minute of the day. Yeah. And then later at lunch, I'm listening to Zig Ziglar while I'm working through lunch. And he tells a story that there are no reported cases of any American Indians that stutter. And the reason why is they don't have a word for stutter. So it doesn't exist. And ding, 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 the light bulb went off. I thought about the girl thing in the morning. And so I started birthing, changing my language and my life started to change. Mm -hmm. And then I started using that to create mantra meditations for my clients, personalized ones, and then generic ones that are out there because you've experienced them can really change your vibration and frequency fast. And so I started developing my own processes based on the teachings of the amazing teachers and leaders and healers out there that helped me so much. So that's what I started doing. Yeah. And definitely, I love, you love, love your affirmations. One of the first things that you sent to me because you knew that I needed to listen to that. The voice in our head is not always a kind or compassionate voice. Those voices sometimes are really distracting. And so being able, I remember starting my day listening to your different affirmations while making the coffee, I was folding laundry, I was walking around the house while I was going for a walk. I was just listening to it and it does impact how you feel. Then it impacts what you're experiencing. Then it impacts your vibration and your energy and how you're presenting yourself into the world and then what you're able to experience. It's amazing. I'm a huge believer. But what would you say for someone who's like a little skeptical? They're like, I don't know. I've heard about this. I'm not quite so sure. What does it really mean to manifest? Like, What would you tell someone who's skeptical or maybe doesn't have much experience? Or maybe not much success. Even if like, what are, How do we do it right? Yes. So the key word is awareness. Rhonda Byrne wrote a whole book about this. In fact, she's big on it. Her book, The Greatest Secret, she's the author of The Secret and the creator of the movie, is the underlying message of the whole book is, am I aware? Awareness is so key that we are programmed 95% of what we're thinking, feeling, speaking every single day is the same exact thing that we 
experienced yesterday. And we're running on old programming. So you believe that if you're trying to make change and you're trying to do it on a conscious level and it's not working, the reason why is it's happening on a subconscious level. And how you feel in yourself is normal. Like, this is my normal. Even though you have highs and lows with emotions, your programming is telling you, well, this is the way of the world, right? Mm -hmm. Your your perception of the world is whatever you perceive it as. And then every memory, emotion, experience in your life has created that for you. And they weren't your beliefs. They were somebody else's that you inherited. So if you're skeptical about this and you're not quite sure about it, that's the first thing I'm going to say is if you could have the awareness to maybe looking at yourself, mm-hmm. like take yourself out of your body and look at yourself, the way you're thinking, the way you're speaking, maybe mirror back something that you said, maybe record something that you said and see and start to create awareness. I do say that a lot. I'm yeah. busy. I'm overwhelmed. I'm stressed. The programming that you are speaking is what your life 100% looks like. So the first is to be aware. The Mm -hmm. second is to be open to the possibility that you can change and that you are operating your life based on beliefs. And what is a belief? It's simply a thought that you think over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. And the third thing I want you to know is you actually have the power. So if you work out one time, you don't expect to look in the mirror and just see your body completely transformed, right? (laughs) Through repetition, repetition, repetition. In my second book, I do a 30-day challenge and it's laced and based in recap to remember, recap to remember, because that's how did we learn the alphabets? How did we learn the timetables? Through the repetition. So what you have to do is build that muscle of repeating it. So if you're getting a result and you're saying something that's negative, if you have the awareness, you could be open and then know that you have the power, love it, thank it, bring it, right? Mm -hmm. If you could do that and start to create that awareness and be open to changing it to say something different and then start saying it, you will start getting those results. The mantra meditations do it for you because What it's doing is it's going into the subconscious mind and imagine that your mind is the Google search bar, right? Mm -hmm. So whatever you put in Google search, it's going to find. If you say, find me green tigers, crazy thing is that it's going to find 12 million proofs of evidence of green tigers. Like it just is. The universe only knows one word and one emotion and the word is yes and the emotion is love. So whatever we're feeding our Google search bar is what we're going to find. So the mantra meditations do the work for you. You don't have to think about it. You don't have to do it. It's just automatically going to start programming it. And then what it does is it puts in the reticular activating system, which is Mm -hmm. that search bar, the information to go find proof of it. So you'll just start seeing it. If I said, oh, show me, I would love to see a red Corvette today and it's in there, I'm going to start seeing red Corvettes. Yeah. So same thing with what you want, the love, the health, the money, the clients, all the things will start coming in, but it is a practice and it is a muscle that you have to work. I love this so much. And it reminded me of a story. I don't think I've even shared the story with you. It's just so funny because I pulled my husband into this, right? And he listens to what I say and he supports me and loves me, but he's not a searcher in terms of some of these things that we're talking about. 
So we were driving to Nashville. This was during Christmas time. And we always play a game when we're driving to pass time, like, let's see if we can find. And so it's really activating that reticular activating system. Like you said, what are we going to look for? Is it a red barn or whatever? And I said, well, on this trip, so it wasn't necessarily for a car ride. I said, let's each come up with the word, something that we're going to be searching for the couple days that we're in Nashville together. So I said, I'm going to be searching for feathers. And he said, I'm going to be searching for crowns. And I was like, crowns? I'm like, what the heck? This is so weird. Okay. Day number one, Diane, we were walking around and it's at the end of the day. We're really tired and we're in the Miranda Lambert's bar. We're just sitting there and we're listening to music. And all of a sudden, Darrell says, oh my gosh, there's a huge feather. So this guy came in and we barely noticed him, but we were aware of it. And he had this huge feather and this big fedora that he's wearing. And I was like, oh my gosh, the feather. Yes. Like we forgot about this. And so we were just giggling about it, whatever. And I said, oh, well, now we have to find a crown. And the guy came back out a few minutes later and we took a better look at him because he passed right in front of us. Not only did he have a feather in his hat, he was wearing a crown royal jacket with the crown royal logo all over his purple jacket. Wow. And then we were like, couldn't believe it. We walked back to our hotel room. We get in an elevator and there's an older couple that's already in there. And you don't usually turn around and look at the people, but they were struggling because their room wasn't coming up. So I was like, oh, let me, what room are you in? So I turn around to talk to them so I can put my card and the guy had a crown royal bag. And so now we saw crown twice and we saw the feather. And it was one of those times where we we're like, okay, if we can manifest like the crown and the feather on this guy in Nashville at the same time, think about what else is possible. But it starts with the awareness and then stating what it is that you're looking for, of course. And then there you go. Yeah. And you know what? You were playful about it. You yes. didn't have expectations about it. What we do is we ask yeah. for what we want for, and then we put our doubt in there. So the right. level and speed with which you're going to manifest is a hundred percent dependent on your level mm -hmm. of doubt. Mm -hmm. No doubt instantaneously within minutes, hours, right. days, right? Mm -hmm. I have countless stories like that. So many amazing stories. I was going to ask you if you could share actually maybe something that happened recently, or if there was a time in your life where you had some doubt and then you were able to do the work and then suddenly something appeared. Oh my gosh. So many stories. <laughs> well, I'll do a similar one like that. This, how fast it happened. So I was still living in Chicago and uh, I was listening to an Abraham Hicks recording on YouTube. And she talks about the story of this, where she manifested three things very, very quickly that she was relaying to somebody else. It weren't even the things that she wanted, right? So I said, I'm going to play that game. So I was getting ready to go out on my morning walk. And I said, I want to see a red robin, but I don't want it to fly in front of me. I wanted to walk across my path. <laughs> and I said, my Westie, my dog, Daisy was laying on the ground next to me. And I said, oh, I want to see a Daisy. And then I said, my twins are getting ready to graduate and their school colors were green and gold. And I said, I'd love to find a green dress to wear to the graduation. <laughs> You're wearing green today. I love it. <laughs> and so I go out on my morning walk. I didn't get 
a quarter of a mile, maybe 10 minutes into the walk, maybe a little bit longer. And this red robin flies across in my face and shoots up into the tree. And I like backed up and I went, wow, that's really powerful. I love it. But it didn't walk across my path. So I keep walking. And literally a few seconds later, it's walking on the tree. <laughs> so I laugh. I chalk it up to how amazing it is, yeah. how specific I was and how fast it happened. So I'm going through the neighborhood and I'm on my way back. And my mailbox was located across the street from my house. They were all on one side of the street. And I realized, oh, I never picked up the mail yesterday. So I go to grab the mail before I walk in the house. And sitting in the mailbox is a Macy's catalog. And on the cover is a woman in a green dress with daisies on it. All oh. of it right there. <laughs> like, you can't make this up. That's how fast it is. Mm -hmm. And I've had so many stories and amazing. The universe is so playful with you. Like if you're paying attention, asking for what you want and knowing it's already yours. If you have the desire for the thing, you've received it. You didn't think it, you've received it. It's already yours. Like the feather and the crown dropped in like mm-hmm. that in. It's so powerful how it works. It's so much fun. <laughs> That's so amazing. I love that story. The other thing you talked about was really overcoming fear. And I see that so much with clients. I've been there myself. I'm sure you were there at some stage in your life. So as you're working with clients, what are some of the things that have you found to be really helpful to help people sort of move from fear to a place of faith instead? Yeah, it's interesting because we can spiral down right? Mm -hmm. Go down that rabbit hole of fear. First of all, fear is never going away. It's actually designed to protect us. So if you can embrace that and fear is actually your friend, it's here to protect you and have a new relationship with it. When it comes up, if you can ask yourself, why is this showing up for me? What is it that I think is going to happen? My friend, Mark Allen says, what's the worst thing that could happen? Like, think about Mm -hmm. that. If you ultimately get down to the worst thing that can happen, what you're going to land on is I'm insignificant and I don't matter. And so why am I even here? Right. That's Mm -hmm. the drill. Drill it down. At the same time, you should be then asking, what's the best thing that can happen? What's the absolute best thing that can happen? And think of all the times in your life that you've been afraid of something and it's worked out. Maybe the first time you drove a car or went on a date or did public speaking or anything in your life, we've had that fear and that you've been okay. Because the more you work the fear muscle and step out of your comfort zone, because everything you want is literally just this much, an inch or two on the other side of of faith to fear. Everything Mm -hmm. is right there. The more you do that and you test yourself and do something that scares you anyway, make the phone call, do the research, ask the person out, ask for the raise. The more you do that, the more you actually build your confidence. And so you also have to know this, that every single success, perceived success, whatever that means for you, got there because of failure. The only way to succeed is to quote unquote fail. I don't call anything failures or mistakes. Everything is a lesson along the way and feedback. And so if you can start embracing what failure really is, you're not going to fear. You're not going to fear as much as you would have. 
So that's one of the ways to help you really paint the other side of that story, which is what if it's amazing? What if it all goes right? My friend Amy Scruggs wrote a song. What if it all goes right? And it's so yeah. powerful. It does. What if it all goes yeah. right? Better yeah. than I thought. I did a fear exercise when I first left my corporate job and started, even after the decision, I was like, am I going to be able to do this? And I did a fear exercise. And one of the things I asked myself was, what if the complete opposite is true? What if it is even better than I can imagine for every single fear I went through and I did it? And I write every day. So I have it saved. And I go back to that list and I look at everything that I wrote. None of the fears came true. And every single thing on the, what if the complete opposite came true, came true. And so it's just one of those examples sometimes where it's important to document where you are. If you have some slip backs, you can go back and you can say, I was there and look what happened instead. Look at the abundance, the blessings, et cetera. So I want to ask you about a couple of things that you're working on right now, because you've been coaching and you're making such a huge impact. You've made an impact for me. You have this amazing show. You've been interviewing the coolest people. Like I can't even keep up. You are so prolific in terms of your interviews and all the great work, but you do have a TV star Academy that I wanted to ask you about, because I know that's something that you're very passionate about because this is something you're building your own production company, right? And studio. And so Tell me about what you're able to do and how you're teaching other people to do the same. I started a TV show. Now, remember, I worked in advertising and television sales. I was not ever in front of camera. I was behind the scenes. <laughs> but I discovered quickly in my business, in my coaching practice, that life and mindset coaching is so crowded. How am I going to stand out? And so that's how I started my show. And I knew when I got the message for I Have Today, like I shared earlier today, I knew at some point in my career, I would be launching this massive production company, and I knew we would yeah. be starting with television. So it's been in my awareness for mm -hmm. almost 10 years now. And what started happening is women started coming to me and saying, will you help me launch a show like you do? And I said, mm -hmm. oh, I get it. It's time. We're starting to move in this direction. I'm going to need to start training people yeah. prior to me launching. So what I did is I created a program that is a do-it-yourself program that teaches you how to launch and host your own TV mm -hmm. show. I've taken all my five years of doing this and everything I've learned in my 40-year career and helped you to do it very succinctly, very quickly, very uniquely. So it is a true, authentic representation of you. And it has all the components in it so that it is a brilliant show. But I, then I take it a step further and help you really identify your market and how to monetize it, how to mm -hmm. leverage it and how to get viewers to it and use it as what it ultimately is a marketing vertical in your business. So that's the TV Star Academy. It is a certification program. So once you do the course, you are certified in this star method that I teach in it. And it's been amazing what it's done for people and helping them launch their shows immediately. That's it's amazing. Helpful. Yes. Yeah. So that's what I'm doing. So I'm sure you'll have a link for it. But yeah, one of the things that I do is I offer a free masterclass that helps educate you a little. So if you've thought about this, I want to be bigger. I want more credibility, authority. I want to be known as the expert. I want my own platform. It's a great masterclass to attend, to learn more about it, how you can do it. Not expensive like you think. 
It doesn't take as much time as you think, and you can really leverage it to grow that credibility. And why I'm getting these amazing guests, Annetta, and the media appearances and the awards and stuff is because I'm a TV host. And so I right. want that for everybody. Yeah. I know you've been talking to me for about it for a while, so I love it so much. And I attended some of those courses and they were absolutely amazing. You share so much and we will absolutely include all of the details in the show notes. I want to ask you a question, a final question, and it's tied to the title of the show, Live the Width of Your Life. And how do you live the width of your life, Diane? By squeezing the juice out of each and every one of my todays. Mm. I wake up every day and when my feet hit the floor, I starfish my arm and legs out and I say, I have today to love my life. Something really good is going to happen to me today. I can feel it. Miracles, big and small. I notice them all. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you. So I've given that command and that order to the universe that I expect miracles, and then I keep my awareness alive. And so lots of gratitude and appreciation, lots of presence. I start every one of my mantra meditations with that, as you know. Yes. I know that all I have is today, and I don't take that for granted. And that's how I live. That's how I live it wide and live the width of it. I love when you say it because I have it memorized because I've listened to it so many times. And There is so much power in hearing and saying those words and starting our days that way. So thank you, Diane. You are such a gift. You're such a gift to me. I am so grateful and honored to have you today and for my audience and community to be able to experience you. And we definitely will include all these details in the show notes. But is there any other way that we can support you right now? How else can we support you or or find you? Well, how you can find me is dianeforster.com, my website. You can go there. You can subscribe to my weekly newsletter. We keep you updated on what's going on with the show. Or if you want to maybe book a session with me and maybe an assessment or something, check out the coaching page. The other thing you're going to get the gift and what we're doing and what we're building is my television network is launching later this year. And so It is a television network of women for women, 40 and older, and really to help and support them in their transitions in their lives. I'm very excited about it. Obviously, I want to train as many women as possible who are mission-driven and want to help and support women. So women who might hear about this, or even men who hear this and know of women or want to support in any way, know that that's what we're up to. And how we change lives is We speak about our big dreams and goals, and that's what I'm doing right now. So how you can support me is help me on the path to touch the lives of the billion women I want to touch that God gave me, spirit gave me, and just create awareness of what we're doing. So that's what I want to say. So thank you so much. Amazing. Goosebumps. Thank you, Diane, for all that you do. Thank you for serving so many of us. And I hope that you have continued success. I have no doubt that all of your dreams will come true. Thank you so much. Well, thank you. You too. And likewise. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If today's conversation inspired you to dream again, break out of your comfort zones, or reflect on what it means to you to live more fully, then please follow this podcast because every week you'll hear more stories from people just like you who took imperfect action towards their goals created more joy, and are living the life that they always dreamt of living.